wear the mask on my head if you want. I mean, it's just. You can wear your mask on your ball. Okay. Welcome to your school board meeting in America these days. Uh, the fights over the mask continue. It is 508 550 KTSA FM 1071. Trayware page, KTSA.com. Morning, Don. Morning, Lane. Morning, Chris. Uh, will this be the uh, the, the D Day? Will Will today be the day that Putin goes in? We'll talk about that. Hostess has got something cool out. We'll talk about that. Gun owners and uh, fighting crime. We'll talk about that a little bit. So how are you, man? All right. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Doing okay. It's closer to the weekend. That's true. <clears throat> and uh, we're gonna have a decent day weather wise and fire danger and all that stuff because the humidity is yeah. going to go down. Get those problems. Get a problem on the south side already. Oh, it's a fire over a grass fire two eighty one. Yeah, on the south side. See, so. that's going to be an issue. Yeah. I am hereby declaring an end to the winter, and now we are into the spring, up and down and up and down and jiggity jig 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 thing. Yep. yep. The spring can't make up its mind. Yep. We're in early spring. And get ready in a couple of weeks. I think the storms will start rumbling through here. We've already got the southerly flow bringing in the wet weather. So uh, I'm de- hereby declaring we're done, baby. One year ago, where were we? We were knee deep in snow. Yeah, yeah. It was a, that was the day that I came in and had to turn around and go back home. Right, we couldn't get in the building. Couldn't get in. Yeah, generator had malfunctioned because of all the ice. And- well. <laughs> The sky malfunction had yeah. dumped a bunch of white stuff on us. That was the malfunction. Well, you know, the, the funny thing <laughs> The generator is, was fine. Yeah. <laughs> at, at one point, you know, the day before, it seemed to be okay. Right. And we had all that ice and freezing precipitation that fell overnight. Not so, a problem. And that was the problem. Yeah. And I remember thinking, well, you know, that the worst of it's over. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. know, Famous last yeah, words. Yeah, you know, and then the next day happened. Yeah. So it was... It was insane. I've been waiting all afternoon and night last night uh, and this morning to ask you a question. Are you uh, auditioning to be on the Penn State girls swim team? Is Absolutely, that... yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, just why, why would you? What gave it away? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you in a blonde wig and mascara. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, the Facebook picture. Oh, the right. Facebook yeah, okay, picture. Now I know what you're talking about. Oh, God. Did well, you have a skirt on, too, when you took that picture? Perhaps I did. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, help but, me. Well, what the, happened? The, the only other guy on planet Earth that I, well, one of the other guys on planet earth john sadie and scott several others, but i put you right in the manly man man sort of club you know what i mean right yeah that's what makes it so bizarre it's to just see, totally out of left field to when to i see, see you in right. a wig with mascara and a skirt on what yeah, in the sick. what in the what are you doing yeah well what happened was uh-huh. I, was, I was waiting for for my wife to wrap up some business yesterday so you decided to try her clothes on yeah and uh <laughs> a little snug Wait, a little snug i'll bet but uh but no uh, i was sitting there waiting and she told me at one point uh give me about 20 minutes two hours goes by well of course and i'm still sitting there waiting yeah you know so and so i started to get a little you know tra- you know me i yeah. have no attention span no you don't i, I, I so I how's the a, high heels feel right a little you know a little uncomfortable uh-huh you know Oh, God. You know, that's the first thing I think. If my wife is going to be delayed in something, and it happens to her, too, she's running a corporation. Yeah. So, you know, honey, I'll I'll be there in about 30 minutes. Okay, the first thing I think is I'm going to go to the closet, put her stuff on. You know, (laughs) that's that's immediately where my head goes. So so I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting, and and I'm getting getting tired of waiting. Uh Yeah, I bet. And I know she's busy. You know, they've, they've, you know, they've got all these... 
she's seeing patients on the computer in her right. office, and sure. then she gets off with, with the patient, and then there's insurance, and there's right. always something going on. And, delay, delay, right. Yeah, right. and you wait for test results uh-huh. and everything else, so I'm, I'm sitting there waiting, and then she's on the phone, and she's... Uh-huh. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm tired of sitting here waiting. So I, I look, and I had a, a message on Snapchat uh-huh. from, from my son, my oldest son, who lives up in Maine. And, uh, you know, we, just a video of whatever, you know, the weather that was going on and what have you. And then I'm just, you know, they have all these different filters on Snapchat. So I'm just kind of going through, and I'm just kind of looking at them, and it's on my face, and there's like, you know, there's like animals on my head and things like that. And then there's one where I, I stop, and it was... All this blonde hair oh, and lipstick. And, it's a snap. Yeah. Mascara. Okay. And I Got looked at it. it and I'm like, I could be my wife's ugly twin sister. So I, I snapped the picture. And um, Chris, are you believing that? Because that, uh, Elaine, are you believe that? that? That doesn't sound like a likely story because we have people that saw you down at the 7 Eleven that way 30 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a snap. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's live or Memorex, yeah. live or snap. Yeah. It ain't happening. Uh-uh. Okay. You gotta work it to get those free slushies. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Turn around. So, yeah, so I look at the picture I've taken of myself, and I, and I remember years ago reading this study. About how when couples are together for a while, they start to to well, take on each other's behaviors. That's and, a fact. Their yeah, look, yeah, you know, and, and and not so much how they look, but just you know reactions to things and mannerisms, mannerisms and what have yeah. you. And I thought it was funny that well, you know, now I have long blonde hair and, and <laughs> lipstick, just just like my wife. You're does. missing a few of the features. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just yes. just so you know, right? <clears throat> um, now he's back and quietly yesterday. Uh, if you remember when this whole Neil Young and Spotify Joe Rogan thing started, right? I said that Neil Young is looking for fifteen minutes because nobody's paying attention to him anymore. Right. Nobody downloads his music. Nobody cares about Neil Young anymore, right? No. So he needs a little something. Well, that's all it was. That's all the Joe Rogan thing was. Because yesterday afternoon he quietly cut a deal with Spotify to put his music back on Spotify. Yeah, no surprise. Quietly. Yeah. And uh, people have been contacting Spotify and Neil Young for a response to the question, hey, what's he going back on there for? There's still, Joe Rogan is still on Spotify, mm-hmm. and there's no response from, uh, yeah, ex- yeah, crickets. Exactly right is all you're getting. Mm-hmm. Headed out the door this morning on the way to the 7-Eleven or the Valero, the Valero. Make sure you pick up Hostess, uh, the bo- the Boost Jumbo Donut. The Boost Jumbo Donut. There you go. It's a new thing from Hostess. You know how they got the little white powder donuts, you know? Right. I had friends in the 80s tried to snort those. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm snorting a donut. It's all that white stuff. I snorted a donut yeah. this morning. Sure you donut, did. Donut landed on my nose. Uh-huh. That was yeah. the 80s. Anyway, Hostess has announced their latest addition to the donuts, caffeinated donuts. That's right. They have the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee. They are three times larger than regular donut. They come in chocolate mocha and caramel macchiato. Well, there, there you go. go. So they're pre-dunked. They're pre-dunked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Isn't it great? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> and he doesn't know what I'm going to talk about. It's not no. like I told him this, and he went in there, and he sat around like David Letterman's team and thought up something funny. Right. It just comes right out of his butt. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, okay. So it's a pre-dunk donut. Thank yeah, you. Makes perfect sense. Uh, so okay. did you stop and get one this morning? And, no, you I see have not. chipper today. I as, didn't know <laughs> as if that's what I need yeah. is to start eating caffeine. Oh, my God. No, please don't. <laughs> you know, talking about snorting something. Yeah. <laughs> if I could snort caffeine, I'd snort it. You're I mean, the last person. 
person that needs any of that. If anything, you need the opposite. Oh. So give us a donut with some Ambien. And then- <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now, that sounds now, like dude. a good time right there. Right. Uh, all right, so will this be the day? Is this D-Day for Vladimir Putin? I want to talk about that when we come back. And something that came up later in the show yesterday, but there's even more news about it, and that's uh, that's crimes against cops and crimes against humanity. And we'll talk about that as well. And as always, the phones are open at 210-599-55. And weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I said, well, I'll get him in the morning. She said, I want it removed now. I pay your salary. <laughs> so I went over. I picked it up. She said, I want it out of my front yard. I put it on her doorstep. That just, yeah. Tell me lies. That's right. That just tells you the character or lack thereof of this guy. What he was telling the story back when he was a uh, in Vermont, when he was a city council member, and there was a dead dog uh, in the yard, and a constituent was called and said, "Hey, uh, can you get this dead dog off my yard?" And and believe you me, city council people get that kind of call. <laughs> it's, it's the craziest thing in the world, you know. And uh, he's you know he said, "Well, fine, I'll come get it off your yard." Well, he goes over and picks it up in the yard and puts it on the front porch, and laughs about it. That's that you know that's your president. Hey, effective today, vaxxed H-E-B partners don't have to mask up. Walmart did it on Friday. Today, H-E-B is going to do that with Air Force. You get to see the faces of all the people that you're shopping from at the H-E-B and Walmart now. It's over. Get the mask off if you want to. If you want to wear the mask, I don't really care. Whatever You know, you do you. But don't mandate that anybody else has to. And that's to employers as well. Don't mandate that anymore. Get Let, let, them, let them take it off. It doesn't do anything in the first place. If somebody wants to wear it, now wear it. Feel free. I don't care. Put yourself in a hazmat suit. It doesn't matter. All right, is today going to be the day? Joe Biden talked mean and nasty and dirty yesterday. Right at Vladimir Putin, it'll be a bloody war without American troops. Which we all know that American troops are the biggest deterrent to any... <laughs> to any bloody war so he said american troops are not going to be committed there's no chance no way nothing that american troops are going to be committed over there well we already have uh, american troops serving nato so that in and of itself is, is simply not true but basically opening the door saying vlad come on in because you're not going to have any resistance right basically but he, he did say if you if you do we're going to have all kinds of these uh, sanctions against you. yeah that'll be it we're going to hit you with a bunch of sanctions so you have to ask the question, why would a president make that kind of announcement on a Tuesday afternoon? The only thing I can figure is that they're figuring Vlad's going to make a move today and Joe didn't want to be caught with his pants down again. So he made that announcement yesterday to make it seem like he was really tough and I'm tough and I'm the meanest, biggest guy. He, he's fine with the war over there. He's, he's, he's totally good with it because, number one, it's a distractor. Okay, it's a whole wag the dog thing, and it gives him ex- another excuse, as he mentioned yesterday, to raise fuel prices in America. He has a p- personal, in my view, a personal financial interest in fuel prices going up in this country, and it's not what you think. It's not that he has all these stocks in fuel companies. He might. That's a possibility, but it's another thing concerning the Hunter Biden enterprise and why fuel, rising fuel prices for us is a good thing as far as the Biden family is concerned, I'll explain. Yesterday we talked about a little bit uh, 
this this case over in New Orleans, a woman driving along in New Orleans with her two-year-old in the back seat, and they were in the middle of traffic going to pick up daddy. She was an Iraq and Afghanistan uh, hero, really, served over there. And in traffic in New Orleans, uh, this truck pulls up and motions, can we get in front of you? Sure. Got in front and then slows way down, slows her to a stop, basically, in the middle of traffic. And here comes this guy up to the passenger side door and starts pulling on the door handle. She reaches down between the seat and pulls her gun out and points it right in the dude's nose and says, I'm locked and loaded. And off he goes. She said, you know, it's amazing. I did all that time in Iraq and Afghanistan, and I come back to America, and it's worse here on the streets of our country. There's a number of reasons why it's so bad with crime here. And it's not one thing. It's several different things. George Soros paid for a lot of DAs to go into power. They work for him. They don't work for the constituencies that voted him in or voted them in. So they are releasing criminals on the streets to stab, rape, pillage, and murder people. That's just a fact. That's going on. And that's by design to turn local policing into federal agents. That, that order, that executive order, is coming in a matter of weeks where Joe Biden is going to issue an executive order that will de facto, if you will, federalize most of the police force in the United States uh, under federal control. Then they want to control the elections federally. You can see where all this is going, right? So uh, the other thing is when you have politicians like Ron Nirenberg who go to anti-police rallies, take their mask off and say it's their GD city, and they stand next to anti-police ralliers like a pharaoh, whatever his name is, and then he says, Ron Nirenberg says, this guy's working for me. He's coming to city council. And he went down to city council that very afternoon and gave a speech. And then weeks later, Ron Nirenberg demanded that all city council members raise their fist in solidarity with the anti-police movement. Remember that? The only one who didn't raise his fist was Clarence uh, uh, Clayton Perry. The rest of them raised their fist in solidarity with the anti-police movement. So you tell me what a bad guy sees and how a bad guy is going to respond when he knows that the DA is not going to hold me accountable. I'll be right back on the streets in 15 minutes. The politicians like Ron Nirenberg have my back. So how do you think they're going to respond? And that's why you're having exploding crime on the streets of San Antonio and across the entire country. Two deputies shot in Katy yesterday. And then in New York, another attempt to run over cops with a car. Shame on everybody. Shame on everybody, including Ron Nirenberg and everybody who raised their fist in opposition to police who went to an anti-police rally all across this country because now we are reaping what you people sowed, what George Soros sowed by buying these, uh, these uh, DAs across America that are soft on crime and releasing criminals. And politicians like Ron Nirenberg and others who joined up with the anti-police movement across this country, the crime you see happening right now, the violent acts you see being committed against cops right now is a direct result of their actions over the past three years. Lynn Wiper Blades at Walmart. 
San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. He also wanted to be very clear and direct with the American people about uh, what the impact could be. And the fact that in his view, uh, defending democracy and liberty is never without cost. But we need to convey to the American people exactly what that could look like. Okay, I'll just say something about that real quick. And then I got a question for you. Um, 210-599-5555. Uh, it's pretty interesting how they're handling the Joe Biden thing now because you know he cannot answer questions. They don't want him answering questions. He said, I'm not to answer questions. My boss tells me to not answer questions. I'm going to get in trouble. How many times has he said that in the past year? So here's what they do now. Pretty interesting twist. Notice this. He comes out and gives a speech yesterday about Ukraine and Putin and don't you dare go in there and we're going to do bad things to you. It's like a couple of middle schoolers, you know, in the yard. If you go ahead, hit me. If you do, boy, it's going to be really bad. I mean, what country does that? You you sit there and you shut up, and then if a guy screws up, you go blow it up. You know, you don't sit there and go, "I'm really going to be bad." You know, it's really going to be bad. No, you launch an attack in the middle of the night, a la the the dude that that Trump greased in a in Iran. That's you know, you do saw it. Didn't tell you. <laughs> I should have called first, huh? You know. But then you get the reason you don't is because you get guys like Millie who will call your enemy. <laughs> so that's the reason you keep your mouth shut. You don't tell anybody. But anyway, here, back to this. I side road. It, it, what they're doing now is he'll do a thing like that, and then he turns and stiffly walks off. How many times have we seen that picture? Right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't right. answer any questions. They're shouting questions at him. Doesn't answer any questions. And two minutes later, out comes Saki in the White House to answer all the questions that he should have answered. She has the script from the bosses, and they can't trust him to stay on script and answer the scripted questions and answers. They've tried that. It doesn't work. So he turns around. and Have you noticed? I mean, when he gave that speech yesterday, it wasn't two minutes that they said, White House briefing now with Jen Psaki. Here we go, live. And that was it. She was answering the questions about what he just talked about. Do you remember the end of the Carol Burnett show? Of course I do. That little cartoon character? Absolutely. She's like that cartoon. She had to come out with her mop. Red you know, hair and all. Clean up everything. <laughs> Red hair and all. Comes <laughs> out with a mop. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly it. Thank you. That's, that's exact. Red hair and all. Perfect. Here comes Carol Burnett. That's what we're going to start calling her. Come on out. Come on out, Carol. Come on out, Ms. Burnett, CB. Um, okay, here's my question, because we got okay. headlines and stuff, and this is one of the headlines, right? Okay. It's on the top of Daily Mail today. The Saget family is suing for privacy. Now, in one respect, I totally get the suing for privacy because you don't want autopsy results, and you certainly don't want autopsy photos released and all that stuff. Right. And you know how uh, the Internet is, yeah. right? Somebody happy to get the Saget pictures and put them up and the only other time i've seen that really successful because you can go on and see jfk and all that stuff you know right but the only time i saw that successful was dale earnhardt um the autopsy photos never made it out Teresa earnhardt immediately filed mm-hmm. and they never made it out this case however is interesting to me in two respects concerning this so now they're suing the saget family is suing do not release the autopsy results. Do not release the autopsy photos. A medical expert told the New York Times that he had seen all of this. And he said it looked like a baseball bat hit the dude in the head. Hmm. 
like not like a fall like this was like multiple bang bang bangs to the head multiple times this wasn't like one fall and he went and laid down after falling in the shower or the bathroom hit his head on the toilet yeah nothing like that this was like bang 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 several times and the baseball bat is exactly how he used said it this medical expert speaking to the new york times said it looked like he got hit with a baseball bat so first of all that's just, that's a real question there, you right. know. Yeah. And the other thing was because we were told it was a fall, probably a fall. Little, uh, little signs of foul play. Or, yeah, remember? Yeah. yeah, and no drugs or alcohol in his system or anything like that. Right. He did have COVID, which people knew, mm-hmm. you know, but he wasn't having symptoms of COVID. He had tested positive, but no symptoms. Right. Um, and the other thing was, uh, the, my question is, um, did he tell his wife? I mean, it's, I guess everybody's different. But if I'm laying in bed texting my wife, and we're not in the same city, in fact, not in the same state, we're a country apart, and I had just fallen and hit my hit my head in the bathroom or something like that, then I'm probably going to mention that to her. Right. Hey, you know what? I'm going to crash out. I'm not feeling too good. I slipped and fell and bumped my head a little bit. So I'll see. I'll, I'll chat. I'll call you in the morning. Night, babe. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So did he do that? We don't know. We do know that he was texting her. And she released the contents of the text, and there was no mention in what she released mm-hmm. from him that he had fallen and hit his head. Hit his head hitting it. What, what is wrong with me? <laughs> two, two days of 14 hours straight, baby. That, that's what yeah, that'll do to that's, you. That's what happens. <laughs> hitting. Anyway, that's all. And today the big story is they're suing to stop the release of the... Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not looking for a conspiracy. Um, mm-hmm. But if one falls in my lap, you know I'm going to go with it. So. Right, sure. What yeah. do you think? Uh, I mean, that's basically the story. That's yeah, all, I mean, that's all it's, 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 we don't know if it was a baseball bat or not. Right. I mean, it could have been any number of things. Right. You know, he could have fallen downstairs and bumped his, you know, smacked his head repeatedly. It's possible. You just, you just don't know. But see, even then, wouldn't you tell somebody? You would, somebody? You, know, you know, unless you were you, somewhere you weren't supposed to be. Yeah, you know? maybe. I mean, I there's know. any number yeah. of things. And, right. and again, I hate Now this. we're going to come up with our own concerns. Yeah, exactly. I hate right. to speculate on right. that. Right, that, right, that right. You know, but... Uh, yeah. It's just unfortunate either way. Yeah, this is a guy that brought a lot of happiness to a lot of people over right. the years. Oh, and, me, and, including yeah, me. We love the America's Funniest Home Videos. I did, that too. Was, man. He, was so, was he was great on that. Early on, that was fun. I got bored with it, but early yeah, on, it, it was... Yeah. How many times can you see an animal fall off of it? Yeah, that's true. Whatever, right. But it was, I, I thought it was a good show, and I thought yeah. that, you know uh, the kids were into Full and Fuller House, so right, they yeah. enjoyed that. It wasn't my thing, but they enjoyed it. Sure. So, no, he was a funny guy, yeah. you know? But I just, I don't know, I'm bringing that up. It's the top of the page, top of the fold at, at Daily Mail this morning saying, hey, you know, Saget family sues for privacy, and this New York um, doctor or whatever mm-hmm. who is familiar with the case told the New York Times it looked like he'd been hit in the head with a baseball bat, not like yeah. a fall. Right. So You just don't know. Don't. And I, and I, that's probably why they're they're doing this you know going forth with this lawsuit they don't want to turn on the tv every day no. or you know go and look at the newspaper and no and, way. and see this you know constant speculation about what happened to, to or, their husband or the autopsy photos yeah, you know, it, no, it, yeah that whole thing you know it's just i don't want to see it no you know, god no seen man. enough and people do it as people yeah. have a, a real i don't know what it is but people will like the jfk photo selena you yeah. know those autopsy photos all that right. stuff is out there yeah and uh, i having lost loved ones no way you wouldn't no. want that stuff floating around out nope, there so so uh also uh another hollywood uh, connected thing um helena hutchins family filed a wrongful death lawsuit against uh, 
Alec Baldwin yesterday. I said from the beginning, and I know I've, we've had some disagreement here about it, but I, I've said from the very beginning, you never point a gun at somebody and pull the trigger like that. You aim off to the side, even in the movies a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Cleaning and sweet even knew that, you know. You didn't yeah. have somebody. What people think is when they see a movie and the guy is holding a gun and the camera is looking at his face like Eastwood in that famous Do You Feel Lucky punk, you know. The guy's not really laying on the ground there. (laughs) They shot that. Eastwood and that guy were never even together, right? They shot that at some other time, and Eastwood is looking down either at just the ground Mm -hmm. and saying that line to the ground, or somebody's off to the side reading lines, right? right? That's how that works. I've been in movies. I've done it, right? I've been there. So You know, know, they can angle the camera a certain way to make it appear. Absolutely. That's what she was doing. She was sitting there to get that perfect angle, Mm -hmm. and he apparently drew across his body and bang, you know, and uh, got her. Yep. And you never do that. Mm -hmm. You and I both are gun owners. You never do that. You never point a gun at somebody unless you expect that gun to go off and for that other person, the the possibility the other person's going to die, even if it does. Dummy round, blank round. We've had blanks kill people. It has happened. Yeah. So no, you don't. Uh, you don't do that. So that's that's exactly what her attorney or the family's attorney brought up yesterday. We talked about the lawsuit. And the other thing is, since he was doing across the body draw, there's a certain way to do that, and you have to go through training so you don't fire as you come across the body. Mm-hmm. And he refused to go to that training. I'm Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't need to go to training. What training do I need to go to? Yeah. And all and, and one other thing that he brought up yesterday when filing the lawsuit is usually when they do those when they're like practicing a shot they got a dummy gun it's like made out of rubber mm-hmm. and right. it's just a dumb you, you've seen them they they use them yeah. on it, it, like Different police training drills. exercises yes right. yeah they got those orange dummy guns they're just made out of rubber yep. so that's what they usually use when they're doing it but he had the the gun and unfortunately it had a live round in it and so yeah. it's going to end up costing him. A t- or his insurance company, yeah, a ton of money, right? So. And the you know, and it's not even that because I'm, I'm not aware of his financial situation. Although I'm sure it's better than mine. Yeah, um, me too. But uh, this just that's going to be hanging over his head for the rest of his life. Yep. You know, and and when well past, whenever you see him now, well, that's yeah, what you think, right? You know, and that's going to be the case from from here on out. Well, so. and you know, it, had he handled it differently afterwards, yep. That would have been a different story, yeah. but he's all—he's been so narcissistic about this. It's all been about him. Yeah, you know, and, and he I really has. I guess that's the part that got me is yeah. the, you know the, the the constant Twitter you know going on about it on Twitter, going and, on with Stephanopoulos. Yeah, and, you know, just, not, you know, not me. I didn't do it. It's somebody else's fault. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Have a little humility here, buddy. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Had he you done that, just you know, apologize profusely, and, and, exactly, and, and then, then shut up, and then stop. You know. I'm sorry this happened. I can't let the investigation it. continue. You yes. Know, let, let, the, let those parties do what they have to do. You just stand off to the side and let it, let happen. it happen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Quick break. We'll be back. You know what? Got uh, the Pledge of Allegiance coming up. Some of your phone calls as well as we continue to go through the morning headlines here. 210-599-50. feel that it's gobbledygook, but it's gobbledygook supported by about a thousand pieces of evidence, none of which have been revealed yet. Mm-hmm. I happen to have it in my bedroom, <laughs> uh, or my den, actually. <laughs> That's Rudy Giuliani. 
He's, he's talking about the Hillary stuff. You know, we've been talking about the Hillary stuff lately and spying on Trump's computers and all that. Well, now we know where all the evidence is. It's in, it's in Rudy's bedroom. <laughs> there once was a time I used to have him on the show all the time. We would talk, and he was great. He was great mayor of, of New York, but I don't know. I don't know about that. He keeps the evidence in his bedroom. <laughs> that's what I'm afraid yeah. of. <laughs> and, you know, and that's, I guess that's smart on his behalf because nobody's going to want to go in there. Yeah, well, you know? that's true. That's true. Um, but you don't do any talking now because you're wearing wigs and makeup these days. So long blonde wigs and makeup. Yeah. Oh, hello. Yeah. Got yeah. your attention, though, didn't I? Hey, I had forgotten that we'd gotten Mike Lindell to say the pledge. And thank you, Chris, for bringing that up. Chad Prather's going to do it next hour. Right? All right. So kind of cool. We're getting some some celebrities. But we want we want everybody to do it. So you guys listening, please call at 210-599-5555 and say the, say the pledge. Email Trey at KTSA.com. You can email it, too, later in the day. Well, it's not just celebrities and stars that do it. We want you guys. You guys are the real celebrities and stars. But it was kind of cool we got Lindell to, to do it. How are, the, um, how are the towels? Are they good? Good quality or what? Yes, yeah, awesome. Best good. towels ever. Really? Yeah, yeah. And he's not paying you to say that. You're no. not a celebrity spokesman or anything like no. that. I I bit on one of the emails. Yeah. I'm signed up since I have the MyPillow. It was like 75% off, wasn't it? Oh, just about, yeah, 72%. Yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah, it was a six a set of six for right. 30 bucks, basically. Yeah. That's not bad for yeah. I'm telling towels. you right now, yeah. thirty bucks for six towels. That was like eighty dollars off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad at all. And I know the pillow. I've got the pillow. It's high quality, isn't it? So the, I this love stuff. The pillows. Is, yeah. I'm this close to ordering sheets because I'm a sheet guy. I'm a clean, neat. I like clean, neat sheets. You don't even make your damn bed. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why does that even matter? No, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I can. Yeah. Ask Ask Nancy; she'll yeah. tell you. I well, can tell I, I, clean I bet you sheets. don't do anything about it, though. <laughs> I'd probably leave it up to her. I kick them off of me. <laughs> <laughs> these are not clean. <laughs> I refuse to sleep under these. That's right. Back in a minute, KTSA for China, um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them. Uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start, you know, investing in solar. Isn't that interesting? That's Justin Trudeau talking about he admires the fact that China is a dictatorship. And he just did that to Canada a couple of days ago, turned it into a dictatorship. He's in full control of anything that happens financially and every other wise in Canada now. And, and Joe Biden mentioned that over a month or so ago. I talked about it here on the show. It didn't get any mainstream media coverage. Nothing negative towards Joe ever does. But I talked about that on the show where Joe said, uh, you know, President Xi says you're going to want to be a dictatorship soon because that's the only way to get things done, that a democracy is too cumbersome, uh, you know, too unwieldy. It moves too slowly. You can't get anything done with a democracy. With a di- di- dictator- dictatorship, you just say it. You just say what you want, and they do it. Meanwhile, in Canada, the progressive police chief has resigned after the martial law declaration to combat the freedom uh, convoy up there. And uh, somebody hacked in, <coughs> somebody, the government of Canada hacked in to the Go Send Me Money uh, account and found out that 42% of the donations to the truckers came from United States citizens as a people's convoy of a 1,000 American protesters say that they're ready to roll to Washington, D.C. Well, so let it be done. So let it be written and so let it be done. Let's roll, fellas. Let's hop in in, in those rigs and let's go. Uh, the, the the hack that we're talking about in that uh, GoFundMe account it wasn't GoFundMe; it was the other one. But uh, it, it was done by Trudeau's uh, dictatorship. 
in order to find out who was donating to the truckers so that they can be shamed, criminalized, otherwise uh, put into a gulag somewhere, I'm quite sure, uh, which is, you know, how they roll. Ask the Uyghurs over in China. Uh, so that's the latest on what's going on there. The truckers are still defying it. The, the truckers are still there. The truckers are still saying we're standing for freedom. A word that if you say now in uh, Ottawa, you can be arrested for even uttering that word because they think you're part of that evil militia up there. Yes, the evil militia. 210-599-5555. Hope you're having a great Wednesday morning so far. Thanks to everybody on Facebook for telling me hello this morning. Gina, it's good to see you. Anna, good to see you too. Good to see you, Scott. All you folks saying hi over there. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. 210-599-5555. Stunning numbers came out uh, about illegal immigration this past Sunday during the Super Bowl over in Del Rio. You guys down there, we appreciate all your hard work, you agents, and what you're doing. And uh, 3,400 3, illegals came across the river while we were watching the Super Bowl, having a good time. Our attention was focused elsewhere. 3,400 came. Uh, the numbers are still staggering. They're over the top. The numbers of illegal immigrants that are pouring, pouring into this country. Uh, a couple of things I want to say about this on a side note. One of the first ones is the agents down there are saving lives. They are the agents, our agents, our guys are jumping into the Rio Grande and pulling people out and giving them CPR on the shores and bringing them back to life. People who are breaking into this country illegally are being bought back to life by our fantastic agents all along the border as these people are drowning, basically. Uh, Joe Biden, these people that are drowning, it's on your watch, baby. It's on your account, okay? Your account. You open the border. You told them to come. You incentivize them with free health care, free money, and free housing. They're coming. They're dying in the river. And our fellas are having to jump in and pull them out and give them CPR on the banks and get the drowning stuff out of their lungs or bring them back to life. That's on you, Joe Biden. You did that. The other, this is just a little side note thing I found kind of ironic. Uh, many of these people come from Haiti. Many of them are Haitians. Well, why is that interesting? Well, because a few years ago, I'm old enough to remember when Donald Trump was president. And I'm old enough to remember when Donald Trump said that Haiti was one of those S-hole countries. And I'm also old enough to remember when ABC and CNN and MSNBC and all the others said, no, it's not. It's one of the finest countries on the planet. It's beautiful, hustling, bustling metropolises everywhere in Haiti. In fact, plan your next vacation and go to Haiti you and the family will love being in Haiti for your next vacation. That's what the, the media did when, when Donald Trump called it an asshole country. <laughs> you know, the Democrats are calling it now that everybody is coming here from there. The Democrats are calling it an asshole country. <laughs> yeah. Steel trap up here on the shoulders now. Everything else is going, but the steel trap is staying there. Uh Biden's net approval rating has declined 41 points among Hispanics. A new uh, civics rolling job approval average. He's down 41 points among Hispanics. Also, a trend that exploded in 2020 and again in 2021 is continuing now in 2022, where Hispanics are switching to the Republican Party in deep South Texas. 
we're talking counties like Zapata and LaSalle and Jim Wells and Kennedy County. They have all flipped and turned red. Why? Why would border counties in Texas and majority Hispanic counties in Texas be flipping red? Well, I'll tell you why. It's the border. Donald Trump was effectively controlling the border. It wasn't there totally. He was getting it there. It was it was going to be a multi-year process that was even if he did eight years as president, it was going to last beyond eight years. It was going to take a long time to turn around what they have destroyed in decades, right? And so he was working on it, and people along the Texas border were starting to feel the positive aspect and the effects of having a controlled border where workers could still come over and go back and go back and forth. Boom, boom, boom. El Paso is big for that. But you didn't have this onslaught of illegal aliens coming in, destroying property and raping and bringing drugs and bringing crime and everything else that has been brought, COVID, everything else has been brought into the country from our border. And Joe Biden opened it wide up, wide up, and all the illegal aliens are coming, bringing the crime, destroying property, all the things that we talk about. And I look, I see the physical evidence, okay? I have a, a number of friends in South Texas and on ranches, and they all have cameras on those ranches, and they send me the destruction that's going on in South Texas and along the border. So to me, if Zapata County, which is, I think Zapata is almost 90% Hispanic, LaSalle, Jim Wells, Kennedy, they're all flipping to Republican. That's no surprise to me at all. You know, I, In fact, I would expect that to be the case in many of these uh, areas that are largely Hispanic or Latino areas. They've had it. They don't – who says that Latinos and Hispanics are into illegal immigration? They're not. They are not. They came here illegally. Their families, like my wife's family – came here legally, went through the process, went through the system, legally, followed the rules, legally. And they don't want a bunch of illegal immigration coming in here and stealing their great jobs from them, which is exactly what's going on right now as we live, eat, and breathe. They don't like it any more than you do. And so that's why you see what's what's going on in the polling. So let it be done now. we got early voting going on. The polls will be opening here in the next hour, and you can go early vote. And I certainly hope that we will take control of every aspect of the uh, you know, political machine that conservatives can take control of. And that doesn't mean I did not say Republicans. Republican does not automatically equal conservative. Study, study, study. And know the candidates and vote for the most conservative candidates that we can possibly find all across the great state of Texas. Quick break here. I want to tell you about my friends at Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio. People are getting real relief from arthritis pain and joint stiffness and limitations. That's the biggest thing. How many of you love to play golf? And it gets harder and harder every time when you try to go out. First of all, used to be you carry your own bag, but not anymore. Now you have to have a cart because the arthritis in the knees, also joint pain in the shoulders and stuff like that that continues to be a problem and an issue time and time again. Well, look, we can get you some relief over at the Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio. They do these gel injections, so you don't have to go through the whole surgical process and many weeks of rehab and all those things that are typical if you're going to get things fixed. Nope, you don't have to do all that. 
you go to the arthritis relief centers of san antonio where they have gel injections that are fda approved they're effective non-surgical treatment options for the relief of painful joints associated with osteoarthritis you don't have to be in pain the rest of your life you don't have to learn to put up with this and you don't have to keep popping those NSAIDs, which ultimately are going to be bad for you get a free no obligation screening today when you mention my name by calling our friends at the arthritis relief centers just say hey trey Ware talks about you guys what can you do for me their phone number is 210-944-747 san antonio's news traffic and weather station news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 they spied on my campaign they got caught no and then they went much further than that and they got caught and you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to no, put it on the air. No, as a matter of fact, I don't know that. Well, that's because you don't know Scott. Um, okay, uh, 210-599-5555. Let's start off wherever this man wants to start off with, okay? Because on Wednesdays, John Hayward comes in from Breitbart.com and lights the world on fire with his insights into what's going on politically. So what's got your attention this morning, John? Well, I noticed the media still doesn't know anything about Trump getting spied on because I think we're standing at 0.0 seconds of mm-hmm. coverage to these bombshell revelations coming out of the, the Durham investigation. This is a pretty massive story, you know, and of course you're not hearing it if you're just following the mainstream media. But what they've discovered is this scheme, this collusive scheme between Hillary Clinton campaign operatives, a big tech company, and the CIA to engineer the spying operation against President Trump while he was the president. This actually started before the election, but it continued long after he won and long into his tenure as president, and they were spying on his electronic communications. And what they did with that information was very carefully doctor and massage it. They clipped away everything they discovered that would have disproven their theory, and then they presented this package of doctored information directly from one of Hillary Clinton's lawyers to the CIA, and they claimed that it proved that President Trump was somehow in scurrilous communication with evil Russian banks when it was all complete nonsense. And they knew it. They have documentation in the Durham investigations that Clinton's operatives, that this tech company, they all knew it wasn't true. They all knew they were manufacturing a story and not giving exculpatory evidence that would have disproved it. They all knew it was a hit job and they all did it anyway. And the CIA was involved. I mean, this is Watergate times like a million, you know, whatever you ever thought about Watergate, this is Watergate blasted into orbit and turned into the Death Star. And, and the media Media has no, not a single second to spare for it. They couldn't care less. They're not going to pollute themselves by studying it and understanding it, so that they can keep doing what Leslie Stahl did there and say, "I don't know what you think about Rush Bryant. I didn't study it." Well, that's because they're culpable. I mean, they're colluding with the Democrat Party, and uh, and so they are effectively the PR firm, all, all the the big time media, the PR firm for uh, the Democrat Party, and they're the ones who, to a large degree, publicize this Russian uh, hoax and put it out there for four years just time after time. i got a couple of interesting questions about that, though, that I can't resolve in my head. I, I get the FBI involvement on that because I know Comey was corrupt as the day is long. So it doesn't surprise me he had the FBI involved over there. And I know John Brennan, you know, he supported com- commies in the past, voted for communist candidates in the past. I know he was he's an anti-American guy leading the CIA. But how do you justify the CIA getting involved in domestic spying. thats I always thought they were supposed to be a foreign intelligence service. Well, because the communications were supposedly with a foreign power, uh, the Russian bank and all that. So got it. The entree. 
they do this. They did that with the uh, with the PP dossier too, with the fake dossier that Clinton cooked up and and fed to the FBI on Trump. They claimed that was all national security issues because Russians were involved, and so all bets were off and all the rules didn't apply, and they could spy on anybody they wanted to because it involved foreigners. I mean that that's the standard excuse. People do not completely grasp, I think, not enough people, how totally the government bureaucracy has been weaponized for political purposes yes. by the Democrats. It's been happening for a long time. It's there's been abuses as long as I've been alive, but it really accelerated under Barack Obama. That was what he did. In his eight years in office, his top priority was weaponizing every single bit of this government. He looked at this multi-trillion dollar bloated leviathan sprawled on the Potomac, and he said, you know what? We could use every single agency here as a weapon against our political opponents. And that's what he did. He rolled up his sleeves, and he got started putting operatives that are loyal to him in place and all these bureaucracies. And look at how easy it was when Hillary Trump came around. Look at all the text messages that were intercepted between these corrupt FBI agents and how it was nothing. I mean, they, they almost did it on their own. They almost didn't have to be told that it was time to work a political operation. They, they volunteered. So as a result, do you have confidence that this Durham thing is going to go anywhere or are they just going to protect each other? I mean, I've said for a long time, Republicans and Democrats, by and large, are batting for the same team. They just wear different color jerseys. So, And when you get to, the, like you said, Leviathan, when you're talking about the deep state and, and the permanent state that that really runs D.C., you know, the, the faces change, the public faces change, but the same people run uh, that state year in and year out. Is there really any chance that this is going to make any difference? Is anything going to come out of it? I'm skeptical. I always yeah. have been. I, we've been here before. We've been told that we've been shown evidence. You know, right. Clear wrongdoing has been uncovered. We know she broke the law with the server and every, all of that. So, yeah. We're, Exactly. What happens is, you know, some small fish gets in a little trouble. Maybe somebody gets fired, but you don't really see something massive. Nobody with a marquee name ever goes down for this stuff. And I wouldn't expect that this time. Don't set your your hopes that high. It would be nice if this went to somebody with a big name and there were actually consequences. But the most important thing really is, as these revelations come out, is that we have to remember this stuff. As voters, we have to learn it. Don't be studied ignorance like the media pretending they don't know what they're talking about. Learn it, live it, love it. It. And then when the next election comes around and it's right around the corner, then you vote on on this basis. And when 2024 comes around, you send a president to the White House whose job is going to be to clean out this garbage. Day one, minute one, their most important job, the most important thing for them to accomplish as president is to take a flamethrower to these agencies, burn out these Obama people, just burn out these political operatives. And it's got to be massive. I mean, there should be wailing and rending of garments and crying in the streets and media editorials howling it out that they're firing half the federal government and how are we going to survive with this with all these bureaucrats being fired when that's the headline you see in 2025 you'll know it's working you'll yeah. know the right work is being done okay finally what do you what do you think uh, biden's game is here with the ukrainian deal what's he what's he playing here he doesn't have a play. He barely knows where he is. He doesn't really have a strategy, and, and nobody in his administration does either. They're just kind of, I, I almost on a bad day, I think they're trying to provoke the Russians to attack right. him because they want a war. Right. I mean, Joe Biden is exactly the kind of politician, stem the stern, head to toe, that would sit back and think, my poll numbers are horrible, what I really need is a nice war. And that, and, he, and he tried to engineer one. And a lot of the people in his orbit think that way, too. So I think that's kind of what they're, they're ultimately hoping for, is that something happens, and then they can get involved in a 
when people rally around the flag and it'll help the Democrats in the midterms and him and his reelection campaign. But there's no sign of any coherent strategy other than that. All they do is lob threats and they scream they're going to level sanctions. And the Russians just kind of play with them and toy with them sitting on the border. The other day, the Russians said, hey, we're pulling out. Here's some video of us loading our gear onto trains. We're all going home. Ha ha, you people are so crazy. This proves that you were lunatics for talking about an invasion. And then NATO today said, we don't see anybody leaving. You know, there's, there's still more troops coming in. It's, you know, where's the withdrawal you guys are talking about? So it's it, right now, it's all just still a posturing game. And I hope it stays that way. We really do not want to see what happens no. when shots are fired and this becomes a conflict. There are already warnings rippling through the other European states that they're going to be under attack and they could be hit by cyber warfare and Russia might not stop at the Ukrainian border so Poland is bracing for that. This could easily turn into a gigantic conflagration. Nobody wants that. I hope cooler heads prevail and this is all just posturing and saber rattling. What do you think about the newest Biden's managing it? Yeah. What do you think about the newest dictator north of our border and uh, is that coming here? Will Will the trucker thing break out in America? It's coming everywhere. I mean, I don't know if the truckers will will do the same thing here, but authoritarianism is on the march. Ever since the the coronavirus pandemic began, authoritarianism is now the hottest political product in the world. Every country on earth is trying to figure out ways to become both. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. They all knew it wasn't true. They all knew they were manufacturing a story and not giving exculpatory evidence that would have disproved it. They all knew it was a hit job, and they all did it anyway, and the CIA was involved. I mean, this is Watergate times like a million. You know, whatever you ever thought about Watergate, this is Watergate blasted into orbit and turned into the Death Star. Yeah. Come with me. It's uh, 6.55 at KTSA. I love what Chad Brather said yesterday when he was on the show. The Constitution wasn't written to keep you safe or healthy. It was written to keep you free. I'm going to remember that, man. I wrote it down. Constitution wasn't written to keep you safe or healthy. It was written to keep you free. Now, we continue to talk with the uh, gubernatorial candidates today. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West will join me at 7.35 this morning. We'll ask him some questions about, well, what you're concerned about. If you want to send me a question or two for the colonel, then it's uh, Trey at KTSA.com. And if you want to send me a pledge, you don't have to include the Texas pledge. We've had several people do that. Feel free. I mean, you know, that's, that's cool, too. Uh, but you can e- either call 210-599-5555, or you can uh, email Trey at KTSA.com. What? what you have I, I think for people who grew up here, it's just it just flows out of them. <laughs> it's like the second yeah. verse. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and sometimes you start with the second verse. Yeah. <laughs> It's the rest. It's the rest. <laughs> it's the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Take a breath. What do you mean? You didn't finish? Yo, yeah. Go ahead and do that Texas one because that's finishing. You're right. I mean, for people who grew up here, it just continues on. Right. So. It's kind of like, you know, the, those two songs that you just hear together all the time. Sure. Yeah. Right. Same thing. We are the champions and we will we rock you. Right. Yeah. There you go. I like that. Don't hear one without the other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, might like the pool this weekend. Haven't been in the pool in a while. You know, be a good weekend for it. Well, I have to knock off a bank or two on the way home. That's been the problem. You know, the price of gas. Well, I got to heat it. You yeah. know, and you got to uh, heat your pool. Yeah, you big baby, jump in there. No. Come on. Oh no, get down to your <laughs> swim trunks. You don't jump. Jump in the pool. Well, first of all, that's assuming I own swim trunks. But yeah. second of all, all right. Well, jump no. in there and do. <laughs> yeah, no. 
No. So it's not natural gas. It's not it's natural, natural gas. gas. No. Oh, hold on a sec. You're always inviting me to go over there and go swimming with uh-huh. you, and now you're telling me you're skinny dipping over there. Of course. Man, you're weird. I hate wet clothes. Well, you know, who so, does? <laughs> anyway. I think at our age, skinny dipping is not as much fun as it should be. At our Well, no. At our age, it's too much work to change. You don't understand. <laughs> I go in with this on. It's just too much work. Yeah. If I'm going to get a pool, I just walk over and fall in. So anyway, uh, that that might happen. This I really have not been in it because it's just the right. price, the the cost of natural gas right now is insanity. Yeah, it's steep. It's crazy. Now, how, is it, how much does it take to keep that thing warmed up for about a month? Well, oh, too much. Yeah, yeah. for a month. Is no it like way. one of those big cylinder tanks that you have to use? Or? No, it's you know it's got a big heater on it. But I, I yeah. would just do it for like uh, you know the morning and then yeah. shut that puppy off, right, right. and uh, yeah. let it cool back down. No, no way, man. It, that would break me. Well, that's a lot of water to warm up, though. So. Well, it, I, it's a very small pool. It's just yeah. a little bit bigger than a hot tub. We designed it that way. We called it, I, I call it a cocktail pool. Just big oh, enough okay. to stand up in with right. something cold in your hand yeah. and don't move around too much. Yeah. You know, Don't make See, too many waves in here now. Yeah, my wife wanted to get a pool in and the no backyard. And, and we were talking about it, mm. and then I realized you know, the kids will never leave. <laughs> that's exactly... <laughs> You got that right, yeah. big boy. They're always going to be here. You smart. Yeah. Where and Ryman coming up next, KTSA. TSA and FM 1071. Well, Trey here on KTSA, 210-599-5555. Last thing I know about Sean is he took a shower. So, good. Boy's clean, which means he's one step closer to being back here with me, and I look forward to that day. 210-599-5555. I want to start off with something that I brought up in the 11 o'clock hour or the 10 o'clock hour yesterday morning, very briefly. We didn't have much time to delve into it, but I wanted to give you time with your thoughts on this. 210-599-5555. They outbreak of crime all across America and right here in San Antonio. It's a big deal. Big story. It's not just a big story in New York, although it is. Greg Gutfeld on Fox said yesterday, you cannot go into a drugstore, a pharmacy, without witnessing a crime you cannot go into one in new york uh and then you have to make a decision he said is this a deal that i'm going to report or i just keep my mouth shut and most new yorkers are just keeping their mouth shut so that they don't end up a victim of these guys he said he was riding down sixth street the other day on the way to the studio and there was a couple of guys out in the street that had whips and big knives and were standing there whipping people as they went by. In New York, in the United States of America, in 2022, folks. Now, this is a problem all across our country, the crime issue. And it's it's been done by design. We had two deputies shot in Katy yesterday over the weekend. In a 24-hour period, we had 13 Leo shot. 13. Then last night, in New York, you had a guy attempted to run over several police officers in New York last night with a car. There is a war on cops and a war on law-abiding citizens going on in this country right now. And at, at any time, anybody can be a victim. And it's by design. Here's what I mean by that. 
that years ago, George Soros and people like him, it's not just him, but he's the leader of this kind of thing, decided that they wanted to create chaos in American streets. If you go back and you look at the funding of uh, BLM when they were burning half the country down, you'll, you'll track it back to a lot of these guys. Chaos in the streets. They have also contributed to these guys who are DAs across America, and these DAs are soft-on-crime DAs by design. They get these criminals in, they turn these criminals loose immediately. They walk back right back out in the streets, and they reoffend. Like the guy in New York a couple of days ago who killed the Asian woman after following her into her own apartment. He was a career lifetime criminal. He'd been in and out of the system, in and out, and in and out. But guess what? The DA in New York is a Soros-backed DA funded by him who's soft on crime. Why? Why would they be doing that? Well, yes, it is a conspiracy, I know, but it is. It, it, it truly is what, what they're doing by design. The idea is to collapse local policing so the federales take over local policing, and that's what they're doing, and they're, they're having success because in just a couple of weeks, Joe Biden, watch, watch. Joe Biden's going to issue an executive order that says this is how we're going to do policing, and it's going to ban chokeholds, and it's going to ban this, and it's going to ban that, and so on and so forth. And plenty of local police departments will jump on board. They did when, when Obama did the exact same thing, and it's going to be federal control of local police departments. Watch. You'll see it. And the reason is, well, we can't let this crime wave go on, so the president's going to come out with an executive order to help deal with the crime wave across America, and that's going to be federal rules and federal uh, um, uh, mandates that are going to be placed on local police departments. Watch. Um, the whole idea is to centralize more and more power in, in Washington, D.C., when, in fact, it's a problem that they, they are creating, and they're creating it on purpose. The other thing that's going on with these criminals, they know, first of all, that they're going to be released and go right back out on the streets and be able to reoffend as many times as they want. And, yes, it's happening here. You bet it is. It's crazy in Austin right now. Um, but the other thing they're doing is they're looking at politicals, mayors, judges, etc., who have joined the movement, the anti-police movement, like Ron Nirenberg in San Antonio. When he went to an anti-police rally a couple of summers ago and took his mask off, and this is my GD city, and I'll do it as I please, and I now hire Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's coming with me downtown. And it was an anti-police rally. Took him right downtown to City Hall and made a star out of it, made a celebrity out of this Pharaoh guy, anti-police guy. And then, if you remember, not that long after that, he said, who, who all is going to raise their fist down here in solidarity with the anti-police movement? They all raised their fist except Clayton Perry. He was the only one that would not take a knee or raise his fist in anti-police solidarity, led by Ron Nirenberg, mayor of San Antonio. Well, criminals know that. They see something like that. Politicians are on their side. The uh, DAs are on their side. The system has been rigged in their favor in the criminals. There may be a lot of things, but they're not totally stupid. So they see that and they go, hey, why not? What you're seeing across America right now, the seeds of this, the attack on the officers and the crime, the smash and grab stuff and everything else that's going on, the chaos, what you're seeing, we're, you're reaping what they sowed a couple of years ago with all the anti-cop 
BS that we saw across the country. BLM was burning buildings down and stealing flat panel TVs when the mayor and others were raising their fists in the air in the anti-cop stuff. When they set up in Austin, we're getting rid of our police department. The same thing in Minneapolis. This is the result. It's a natural result. It's like if you stuff yourself with big, fat, greasy hamburgers every day, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get real fat and greasy. And that's exactly what's happening here in a societal way. You collapse the norms of society, and you collapse the rails that we're supposed to stay in in society, and you get this chaos, and you get this anti-cop thing that's going on right now. And you get attack on cops, and you get a mom in New Orleans who's driving along with her two-year-old boy in the backseat. She's an Iraq-Afghanistan veteran. Several tours over there. And she's driving in traffic in New Orleans to go pick up her husband who's working for a living. And as she's making her way through traffic in New Orleans, a truck pulls up next to her and says, hey, will you let me in front of you? And she does. Well, the truck slows down, which makes her slow down, obviously, which then affords another guy, another one of their gang, to run up next to her and try to yank the door open. Well, she pulls her weapon, and she points at the dude's nose and says, I'm locked and loaded. I'm going to blow your head off. And he took off running. Uh, And she said, that it's amazing that I come back from Iraq and Afghanistan. It's worse here on the streets of America by design. All laid out, all designed. When you hear me say things like leftism is a mental disorder, (laughs) sure, it's a funny little thing to say, and I say it. Leftism is a mental disease. It really is. But it's not only a funny little saying, it's the truth. Because now crime has been unleashed on Americans, on American business that's just trying to stay open and operate, on Americans who are just trying to work and pay their bills, and on the guys and ladies who are tasked with keeping us safe. And that's our Leo officers. That's our police officers. They are tasked with really a calling. They haven't been drafted for that. They just do it because they love it, to keep us safe. And shame on these DAs across this country that are letting these criminals out. Shame on the mayors and other politicos like the Ron Nirenbergs of the world that joined up with the anti-police movement years ago. Shame on all these folks that have brought this upon us because they did that. They're the ones who are responsible. If there's a reason that we have this crime wave, it's been done on purpose by the elected left in this country i'll take your calls at 210-599-5555 meanwhile whatever you're driving in this morning make sure that if you protect it if you take care of it it's going to take care of you and the best way to take care of whatever you drive whether it's a big truck or a small car is by adding bg to your normal cycle of doing things when you go in and change the oil whoever does that for you maybe you've got a mechanic that you've been going to for years or maybe you go to one of these fast change places they've got bg products there they've got the 44k that cleans out the fuel system restores your fuel mileage and with the price of fuel going up the way it is you want to make sure you get the best fuel mileage and power too and then the moa goes inside the crankcase that gives you the best in lubrication for the inside of the engine helps protect your engine as well all from bg products available at all these fine shops wherever you have your oil change they'll install them for you bg fine authority at our disposal 
provide relief at the gas pump. And I'll work with Congress on additional measures to help protect consumers and address the impact of prices at the pump. Now, I, I agree with John Hayward this morning. You know, he joins me Wednesdays at 635. He said it's almost as if the administration is inviting an attack. It's like they want it to happen. And, and, and part of that speech yesterday sounded that way to me. Anyway, uh, more on that coming up. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware on 550 KTSA, FM 107.1. It is Ware and Rama, and Sean is, uh, is still off. But my friend, Congressman Chip Roy, is joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. You know, Chip, I, I know one of the things that's been going on across the country, and I'm glad to see it, these mass mandates are starting to fall apart. We had Walmart last Friday say that if you work for Walmart and you're vaxxed, you don't have to wear it. HEB is announcing that today. Now, But still, there are schools across the country that have these mass mandates in place, even though, like in Los Angeles, the, the, the politicians and the, and, and the playboys and playgirls, they can go to a football game on Sunday and party without mask on, but the very next day, kids had to go into school and be masked up for eight hours a day. So I know you guys are fighting about it on the, on the floor, right? Yeah, Trey. You know, I appreciate it. And sorry, I'm uh, a couple minutes late calling in. Oh, no worries. My kids off. I got to get my kids off to school, and and uh, but but I bring that up for a reason, because my wife and I uh, are so proud that our kids go to a private school because they've been maskless. They've been maskless, and this is one of the problems we have in this country right now. We've got school boards who don't care about what the parents think, and they don't care about what's in the best interest of the kids. And instead, this is all power play by teachers unions. But the good news is that people are waking up across the country. Did you see what happened in San Francisco? No. Even in San Francisco, uh, there's some news reports that I was just looking at where they just wiped out some of the school boards in San Francisco. It was a bloodbath. Now, I'm sure there's still leftists on a lot of stuff you and I wouldn't like on policy. But I think that there's some people that are taking on all of these uh, tyrannical bureaucrats who are forcing kids to be masked. I was talking to one of my New York colleagues yesterday in, in Congress. And, uh, in fact, it was Elise Stefanik. And Elise uh, was talking about how their kids are still masked up there, and they're trying to fight it. She's like, you know, she literally said to me, you're so lucky you live in Texas. This is what's happening. And, uh, you know, but even in Texas, we're having to fight it uh, in school districts and places in Texas. But, obviously, uh, you know, we've, we've had uh, a stronger state play here. But, but the thing is, Trey, it's bad for our kids. I wrote about this in April of 2020 uh, as this started that this was going to cause mental health issues. You're going to have kids crying and upset. You have kids writing about not being able to see their teachers' faces, not being able to see each other's faces. It's cruel and it's terrible, but we're going to keep fighting it. And, uh, you know, the good news is I think we're finally getting it across the finish line, I hope. And, and what will it do? I mean, is, is there a way to pass legislation that would prevent a future, this one and, and any future administration, from mandating anything on the American people such as this? Is there a way to do that? Well, yeah, I mean, so right now you've got uh, Senator Cruz has uh, got an amendment he's trying to offer right now on this continuing resolution on top of what I know Mike Lee is offering about the vaccine mandates, right, the forced vaccine mandates that are causing people to lose their jobs. And so let me break this down for you. The, uh, the continuing resolution that funds government will expire on Friday. We believe uh, that we ought to be fighting the funding of the bureaucrats who will enforce these mandates on the American people. So we're fighting that. Uh, Mike Lee's fighting it. We've got a number of senators, a whole bunch of congressmen who are saying, hey, let's not vote to fund this uh, and let's not continue to fund the the enforcement of the mandates. And so Mike Lee has an amendment that would 
that would do that and strip out the vaccine mandates. Uh, Senator Cruz supports that. I support it and others. Uh, Senator Cruz has an amendment that would also try to fight any funding of forced mask mandates. Um, These are legitimate questions that need to be answered. And unfortunately, I'm afraid that Mitch McConnell might just, quote, process the amendments is what he said yesterday. He doesn't care about the policy. He just wants to process the amendments so he can get on with things. But, But there's a bunch of us who are trying to fight that and force Republicans to stand up and to actually do what they said they would do and defend the American people to end these mandates. I had a guy yesterday, I'm sorry, last Friday, who came up to me in Bandera when I was out talking to constituents. And he said he lost his job because of these vax mandates. Mm. And his wife is about to lose her job because she's a nurse in a uh, small town hospital. And she's about to lose hers. And he's like, I-, I can't afford my mortgage. I can't afford my bills. I have student loans to pay. He goes, what do I do? He looked at me helpless, Trey. What, what do I do with that as a member of Congress? You know what I do? I'm going to call out every member of Congress and every member of the Senate that doesn't fight right now to end these unconstitutional, unlawful vaccine mandates that are harming the American people. You know, Chip, the, the kids, too, as you wrote in April of 2020, now we're starting to see these therapists who are reporting to us the real-world effects that masks have had on children. The, the, the least likely to be bothered, and I know why they're, why they're forcing these kids in masks. They're, the ultimate goal is to force these kids into a vaccine. That's the ultimate goal. You can take your mask off, Kitty, if you'll you know, get the vaccine, if Mommy will get you the vaccine. But now we have therapists who I've interviewed and talked to who are saying the damage, psychological damage to these children is unbelievable, and some of it's going to be irreparable. Things like being told by a teacher at school, honey, if you take your mask off, you're going to kill people. People are going to die. You're going to give people the COVID. And so kids go home, and mom says, honey, you can take your mask off. She goes, no, mommy, I don't want to kill you. That's the kind of thing that therapists are facing right now, and it's absolutely criminal what these folks have done to these kids. It is all built on a mountain of lies, and those lies start all the way at the top of our national health organization, Dr. Fauci, and they've all been spreading these lies for the last two years. It's both an authoritarian complex, and frankly, I think it's political. I have no idea uh, how these individuals can look at themselves in the mirror. I don't know how school board uh, administrators, I don't know how some of the teachers union folks can look at themselves in the mirror. There has been no science from the beginning that this has been necessary for children. It's, it's been a show from the beginning. We know that the masks, the cloth masks, they've, they've said repeatedly that these don't do any good. Uh, we know that the uh, vaccines in children, uh, first of all, we don't even have them FDA approved for a certain age set. Uh, and, and there's very little indication that they do anything to help kids as a statistical matter. And in fact, there's enough concerns about the myocardial and uh, inflammatory issues, particularly in our youth, that if you compare the actual risk of the virus to the actual risk of the vaccine, there's no real benefit to going out there and doing this, especially in a forced basis. Then you throw them in masks and then you shame them and you tell them that this is going to somehow harm their grandparents or their parents. What kind of monsters do that? This is why every Texan listens to this, listening to this, we need to take all of our school boards back now. Right. We need to make sure that we are getting out on the offense and winning the culture war here. The culture war means standing up for freedom. Don't let these people teach critical race theory. Don't let them, let them teach the garbage that America's evil. Don't let them do this stuff and then have the audacity. Some of these teachers look into the camera and they say, I don't answer to parents. Right. Yes, you do answer to parents. 
Yes, you do answer to parents. And you know what? I'm a proud graduate of the public schools, K through law school. So is my wife. But we decided to send our kids to a private school and we have to scrimp and save to do it because we want them to pray in school and we want them to be taught that America is awesome. Well, let's go out there and reclaim our schools. There are a lot of great public school teachers out there. Right. But there are bureaucrats that are holding them down right. and holding our kids down. Yeah. And leftism is a mental disease, by the way. Congressman Chip Roy, as always, great to hear from you. And we're going to stay in contact. Early voting is going on right now. Folks, get out. You can make a difference right now and get on the man's mailing list. It's great info. Thank you, Chip. We'll talk again. Yes, sir. Get out and vote, y'all, for all of the uh, of the positions up and down the ballot. Get out there. God bless, Trey. God bless you, too. Thank you, Chip. Chip Roy. All right, so I want to tell you about Primo Processing. Man, these boys down at Primo Processing and Hondo are outstanding fellas in processing any kind of meat that you want to talk about. How many times have you gone and you've looked at the store and the shelves have very few choices right now? It's not going to get better anytime soon, so they tell us. Now is a great time to know our friends at Primo Processing. If you went out hunting and you got that deer this year, boom, uh, take it right over to Primo Processing, and they will process that deer exactly how you want it done. The cleanest facility I've ever seen. State-of-the-art technology, all computerized. They remember everything about your order every time. Whether it's beef or whether it's deer, they're going to do it right every time. Now, if you're not in the cattle business and you don't see yourself getting in the cattle business or you're not a big hunter, that's okay. But yet, you want to make sure the free is full and you're trying to find a way to do that when the grocery stores are kind of slim ah here's what you do call our friends down at primo processing today and they will walk you through and talk you through a way you can start packing your freezer full of great tasting wonderful meat that's going to be healthy and good for your family primo processing 830 ramsey century hi this is jack riccardi and you're listening to news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 stay connected and i'm trey ware 550 ktsa fm 1071 and now it's an honor to go to the stevens roofing newsmaker hotline as i've been going through all the gubernatorial candidates in the texas primary early voting is underway once again an honor to welcome back to the show lieutenant colonel alan west sir thank you very much for coming back on the show Hey, good morning, Trey. It's good to be with you. I want to start. We've got a bunch of different issues to uh, climb up uh, this hill, but I want to start with the crime issue because you may have just heard uh, Jim Ryan saying the two officers that were shot over in Katy. This is something that's repeated time and time and time again. I'm kind of on this right now. Uh, Last half hour, I was talking about we're reaping what we're sowing with all the anti-police rallies and, uh, and riots, really, that were happening a couple of summers ago. The seeds were sown then, and with the soft-on-crime DAs, this is what's happening uh, across Texas. Let's focus on Texas. How do we turn that around? What do we do as governor? Yeah, first and foremost, you have to understand you got these activist judges that are sitting there releasing these violent criminals back onto the streets. In Houston, uh, 155 Houstonians have directly lost their lives because of these uh, violent felons that have been released. In Article 15, Section 8 of the Texas State Constitution, it gives the governor of Texas the power to be able to initiate impeachment proceedings against these judges. And so I don't know why we have not done that to send a clear message that this is not going to be acceptable. Uh, of course, those impeachment, the impeachment hearing would be conducted by the Texas State House, but the governor can start those proceedings. I think the other thing that the governor can do is to put a lot more pressure on the district judges uh, who can put pressure on these district attorneys and start highlighting the district attorneys that we have in uh, in Bear County and Harris County, uh, Travis County and Dallas County up where I live 
who are Soros-backed individuals, and we need to put the pressure on them as well. But for whatever reason, that's been lacking. But uh, we need to have an attorney general that also goes after these individuals because he is the top cop in the uh, state of Texas. You know, we uh, talked about, and I've talked about this many times, these Soros-backed DAs who are soft on crime, and that being done on purpose, letting these guys back out to create chaos in our streets. But also we have elected officials. Our own mayor in San Antonio went to an anti-police rally two summers ago and then did the whole fist in the air thing from city council chambers and made all the others except for one raise his fist in the air and in a salute to anti-police uh, activities uh, uh, being anti-cop uh, enough uh, enough is enough because now there is a war on cops there's no doubt in my mind that that's going on yeah you're absolutely right and one of the things that really is is kind of disconcerting is when you look at the voter turnout in these mayoral races is very low and then we allow these people, such as, again, in Dallas and in Houston and Austin and San Antonio, to be these mayors in our large major population centers here in Texas. And then we see what's happening. We see the, the fact of Austin, uh, just up the road from you all, has mm-hmm. the number three highest increase of uh, homicides in the country. And so we have got to do better in getting strong mayoral candidates out there and supporting them and get rid of these progressive socialist lefties. You know, I was reading a piece today about Texas leading the nation right now, going first in our early voting in the primary. And in the piece, it talks about you in a couple of the polls that they looked at, you either being slightly ahead of Governor Abbott or being right there very competitive with him. One of the issues that you and I have talked about many times you've been on the show is border security. This is the biggest story for Texans and I believe for the country as well. Just this past Sunday during the Super Bowl in the Del Rio sector, 3,400 illegal aliens crossed the border, many of them from Haiti. Our agents going out into the uh, into the river, saving their lives because many of them are drowning and our agents are bringing them back to life. We're now seeing that uh, Joe Biden's net approval rating has declined 41 points among Hispanics, and we're seeing counties, uh, colonels such as Zapata, LaSalle, Jim Wells, and Kennedy counties, which have typically been blue Democrat strongholds along the border, flipping red and two Republicans because even Hispanics and Latinos, they've had enough of this, enough. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's one of the things that I did as the chairman was to make that connection in the Rio Grande uh, Valley and with the Hispanic community down there. They had never seen the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas down in the valley, and uh, we consistently kept coming back, and I've been campaigning down there strongly to let them know that uh, we hear their concerns, and we want to secure their communities and make sure that the cartels are not uh, overrunning them as well. But, you know, I was just listening to the ad that was running on the on your radio station about Governor Abbott uh, saying that he has secured the border. That's not the case. Uh, we see hundreds of thousands still coming across. And just yesterday, I was with uh, Governor Abbott's spokesperson, Steve Monasteria, at an event in Houston, a luncheon, and he said that the reason why they have not uh, abided by the Constitution, which declares this as an invasion, is because the governor is worried about Merrick Garland. He's more so concerned about uh, Supreme Court decisions that says that this is a federal government uh, issue. And so we can't arrest people for trespassing. This is an invasion. We are fighting an insurgency against a terrorist organization, not a business organization. And I will be very tough. And I think that Texas deserves a warrior, not a lawyer sitting up there in Austin. 
Lieutenant Colonel Alan West is joining me right now. Of course, gubernatorial candidate in the Texas primary that is going on right now for governor. Uh, the current governor, Greg Abbott, held a press conference yesterday, and I guess a roundtable discussion is what they called it, on fentanyl and the drugs that have constantly flowed across the border. Mm-hmm. We, we now know that, uh, and, and you with your war experience will know more about this than anybody else, but we now know that the cartels are using drones flying fentanyl over the border and dropping it in fields, and these guys are going and picking up fentanyl and other drugs and distributing them throughout the country. How do you stop that? Well, you stop that by giving our National Guard troops the right rules of engagement, with, which uh, Governor Abbott has not done. As a matter of fact, the cartels are firing across the Rio Grande River into Texas. That's a, uh, an act of war. Any international student of law can tell you that. But they have to be able to secure these drones, and they need to have the boots on the ground that are out there patrolling and finding these drop zone sites, uh, just the same as the Cali cartels used to fly planes into remote airfields down in South Florida. And we uh, got out there and we, we took care of that. So you have to be more aggressive, and that's not what we're doing. And I understand how to patrol. I understand how to get on on a border uh, because I've been deployed to other countries to do that. But, again, you're talking about fentanyl, which, you know, over 100,000 last year, the highest amount of drug overdoses, 18 to 45 years of age, the highest killer. And guess where it's coming across? It's coming across here in Texas. So our border is not secure. The cartels are making money hand over fist, not just on the drug trafficking, but the human and sex trafficking. And Texas is the number one state for human and sex trafficking in the country. And Houston and Dallas are the top two cities. They're making 25 to 30 million a week just on the the human trafficking. So, again, it's time for us to get tough on the border, and uh, that's what I intend to do. Two more quick uh, uh, issues for you because I know you need to go. But, number one, uh, one of your opponents, Don Huffine, has been talking about property taxes. He's got billboards all up uh, around San Antonio. I'm going to get rid of of property taxes. I I get questions about it a lot, about ditching property taxes. Uh, Your thoughts on that and uh, whether you support that, what, what do you do, how do we deal with that issue? Yeah, I do agree with it because the property tax system that we have in Texas, the sixth highest in the country, is based upon Marxist economic philosophies. It's a progressive income tax, and it also eliminates private property ownership. You can't own your home here in Texas. So two things, avenues of approach that we take. We look at all the excessive spending down in Austin. As a matter of fact, since 2015, we've seen a 19% increase in the state budget, about $47 billion. We go back uh, to 2015 levels, and we get those savings back to the people to pay down property taxes. We look at all the uh, the uh, inefficiencies and, and, uh, and ineffectiveness in agencies and programs, and we trend those down. We move away from a baseline budget system. But also we start looking at moving away from the property tax system to a consumption-based system, uh, which is what the United States of America was on prior to 1917 when we created the personal income tax. So that's a two-way approach. We reduce the spending down in Austin, use those savings, to pay down on property tax burden at the state level. And then currently we work in the 88th legislative session to get a consumption-based tax program, fair tax, you want to call it that, uh, here in Texas. And we get that passed, I sign it, and it goes to the people to vote for it, vote on it in November 2023 in the constitutional amendment uh, elections. Finally, Colonel, mandates. Um, I, not a week goes by that I don't have listeners reach out to me. They want a special session right now that will pass a law and codify it in the law in Texas that no mass mandates, no vax mandates, no mandates of any kind can be affected in the state of Texas. Do you support that? I absolutely support that. I've 
been on the record about that special session to do that. I don't know why Governor Abbott won't, because edicts, orders, mandates, and decrees are not law. But when you had a governor that used mandates himself, uh, that exactly that shows you exactly what he believes in. And so we've got to get back to the rule of law, and I will establish that here in the great state of Texas. Thank you very much, sir. We'll we'll speak again soon. Good luck. Pleasure. Take care, Trey. Great talk with you, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. Joining me again. And as I've said over and over again, <laughs> we're, we're going through all of them so that you can have the straight-up shot. You can hear it with your own ears. But as I've said, this Republican, um, well, on the Republican side anyway, the, the, the early voting and with the primary, it's not a given. It, it is a toss-up as far as I'm concerned. There's some good things being said from these guys. What do you think? 210-599-5555. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and your reaction to what uh, Colonel Allen West just told me. Wagner Holick Custom Homes. Wagner Holick Custom Homes. Your dream home. That's the way they build it at Wagner Holick Custom Homes with excellence and attention to detail every time. In fact, give them a call at 210-625-8212. That's where it starts. Sitting down with them, having a conversation, just fleshing out what's in your head about the kind of home that you and your family would like to live in forevermore. And then Wagner Holt gets busy bringing your vision to life. Your dream home is their floor plan every time because they build it the way you want it done. It doesn't cost you any more to build your dream custom home than it does to buy one of these already built homes by a big manufacturer. So why don't you do it the right way? Do it your way at Wagner Holt Custom Homes. 210 not just on the drug trafficking, but the human and sex trafficking. And Texas is the number one state for human and sex trafficking in the country. And Houston and Dallas are the top two cities. They're making 25 to $30 million a week just on the, the human trafficking. So, again, it's time for us to get tough on the border, and uh, that's what I intend to do. So this gubernatorial primary is not as easy as you thought it was going to be, is it? <laughs> it's a tough decision, right? All right, let's go to phones. Michael, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Trey. How are you, sir? Very well. Thank you for the call. Uh, keeping us uh, up to date with Sean all the time. Thanks, hey, sir. A uh, question I have in regards to what I've listened to with your candidates. Uh, they're talking about the property taxes and getting rid of the property taxes, blah, 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 blah. Everything they'll do on a state level to do that. Uh, the vast majority of my property taxes here in San Antonio go to local school districts. Yep. The vast majority. I don't understand, and maybe somebody can uh, enlighten me. Uh, maybe I don't understand the process, but... How can something on a state level like governor affect what you know money is taken from me that goes to the, the basically non-stewards of our money school district? Mm-hmm. No, I agree, and, and I have uh, broached that subject before, and we've talked about that. Yeah, a, the vast majority of it for a lot of people is for school, you know, school taxes, and that starts with the school boards. And you know, and I've said it over and over again, Michael, and, and really conservatives have to start there. That's the place to start. You've got to start taking over the school boards because you've got to start. My wife works for one of the school districts. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I didn't no, that's okay. That, Good. But, Go, and, fine. And, Go ahead. And so I, I, I hear on a daily basis just the incredible waste of our money oh, that huge. goes through these schools. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, yeah, you're right. School boards is where it needs to start, but. I don't think the governor can do anything about that. Well, he can in this way. And thank you, Michael. I appreciate the call. He can in this way. He can wield uh, influence, and he can wield the bully pulpit and put a lot of pressure on, on these folks. But when it comes to the schools, it's never enough, right, in, in their view. Uh, as I've said over and over again, 60 years ago, the leftists, and by the way, leftism is a mental disorder. 
and they decided they were going to take over every institution in America. And you're not going to turn this back overnight, man. It takes a long time. They they took 60 years. They took over to schools and academia. They took over media. They took over politics, and they, they run it that way. So it's never enough, right? So every time you turn around, well, we've got bonds that school uh, school districts are doing right now in, in San Antonio. Why? What for? So we'll talk more about this and take more of your calls coming up. Where in Rima, KTSA. Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. As Don Morgan said, where is Rima, right? Well, I know he took a shower yesterday. Feels a whole lot better, so we'll check in with him a little bit later on, all right? Meanwhile, 210-599-5555. Trey Ware here on KTSA with Don Morgan, with Chris, Chris Glasgow, and Elaine Rodriguez. Now, here's the story. We've had them all on. We had just this last half hour, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West on. I thought he sounded great. I thought he had lots of good things to say. Yesterday, we had Chad Prather on. I thought he sounded great. <laughs> I thought he had a lot of great things to say. Number one great thing that I thought he said was, Constitution wasn't written to keep you safe or healthy. It was written to keep you free. And then Monday, we had Don Huffines on. Now, we've had all these guys on regularly. Like, you know, I keep touching base with them. Thanks to Elaine. She's formed great relationships with these folks. She calls and they said, yep, we'll be there. She's contacted the governor every day and nothing back. Now, he has an open door here. He can come be a part of this as well. But so far, and I've had him on a million times, but so far he's not done that this time, and I hope he will soon. Let's go to your phone calls right now, and let's start with Rim. You're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Rim. Good morning, Trey. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I just wanted to make a comment. Uh, I'll start by saying that uh, when uh, Alan West uh, announced that he was going to be running for governor, he was my number one pick. Um, All the way up to the point to where his wife was arrested in Dallas. Now, I'll say I spent about 17 years in law enforcement, and one of the biggest uh, issues that uh, law enforcement is faced with these days is that uh, crimes are, are being allowed to be tried in the court of public opinion rather than the court of law. Uh, uh, Alan West took to social media because he has a large following to basically bash the officer who arrested his wife up in Dallas on a DWI. Now, whether or not she was DWI, that's, that's beside the point. The point is that we all have a due process. And, um, I think that, uh, his true colors came out, um, at that time. And I want to remind any law enforcement officer uh, of that, of that occurrence, anybody who's listening that, uh, don't lose sight of that fact because that's that's uh, probably one of the biggest things that's causing this havoc on on law enforcement these days is people trying your uh, or questioning your actions rather in the court of public opinion rather than the court of law. Okay, let me uh, devil's advocate for just a minute on that. Right, uh, I'm not I'm not picking a side. I just want to throw the other side in here. Uh, she was found, as I remember it, she was found to not be intoxicated. They did the whole blood draw thing, and it came back negative, and she was not intoxicated. And she wasn't doing anything that would have led an officer to act as though, you know, she was not acting out or anything like that. So it, it, to me, I mean, when do, you, when do you draw the line between politician and hubby who says, and I think that video that night, I saw it when it went live, he said, I'm pissed off. And because my wife is totally sober, 
I'm driving back right now. I think he was when he having dinner with Ted Nugent or something and was driving back. And he said, right. I'm, I'm driving right back right now to, to solve this situation because I, I believe my wife turned out that they were right. Now, that doesn't mean he was slamming the officer. I, I, I didn't, maybe I missed something in that video and maybe he was, but he was standing up for her at that moment when she had been accused of something that he knew she didn't do and she knew she didn't do. So, so, you know. so, right. So, let, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start by saying that um, he did call for the officer's resignation. Oh, okay. Well, I must have missed that. Yeah, he, he, okay. Oh, yeah. He called. He called for the officer's resignation, and he also started hinting that it was because his wife was black and the officer was white. Uh, you know, and, and that's a slippery slope, right? Huh. That's, you, 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 yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and again, I like I like Alan West, and he was my first pick before this. Now I'm going to have to hold my nose and vote for for Greg Abbott. But I'll say this: um, that. Uh, a lot of times, uh, this is why we have a court system. Yeah. This is this is why you have a due process. You go to court, you plead your case, and uh, you go from there. Whatever the outcome is, uh, I'm sure that there's. I know, being having been in law enforcement, I know there's a lot of cases that perhaps there's there's not enough evidence or whatever the case may be that uh, cases get thrown in court. But sure. the officer has a job to do, and I'm not here defending the officer either. I don't know. I wasn't there, right? But to morning Monday morning quarterback, her decisions on the street that night uh a, a dash cam and a body cam definitely tell a story but uh you know uh having been there you know it's a sure. it's a, no i understand it's a punch in the gut you know for for somebody to, to sit there monday morning quarterback an officer decision no 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 i no i, no, I totally get it and can't be wrong sure uh certainly they can be wrong but sure. uh, i just the way he went and, about it and, was, and they can be political and i say that as ram if you've listened to me any length of time you're not going to find a better uh, or more supportive of Leo uh, public person than myself because that's that's what I do. I've always supported Leo. Well, but sometimes they can get it wrong, and sometimes they can be political in some of the things that they do as well. I'm not saying that was the case here. I'm just saying sometimes it, it does happen. But uh, I, I got you six, and I appreciate your voice uh, getting it said this morning, Rim. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Trey. You have a great day, man. Let me go to John. You're on KTSA with Trey. Hi, John. Trey, how you doing? Um, you need to set up like an educational foundation to teach other journalists and radios on how to do political campaigns. I cannot express to you enough how grateful I am that you actually did honest-to-goodness journalism, invited candidates on, asked them real questions, and I got to level with you. I'm getting ready to walk in here and early vote. And you've made my life harder. I'm sorry now about I, that. Now, because I was, I was a Prather guy, and I just heard Wes talking, and I'm thinking – well, now I got to think about this, but I just wanted to express my gratitude that you're doing it, what used to be normal practice. You're bringing candidates on, you're asking them real questions, and they're giving you real answers. So, thank you. You're doing a good job. Well, John, thank you very much. That means the world to me. Uh, I appreciate it, and good luck with the choice that you have to make. I, it, it man, it's so hard for me right now, and I, I got to tell you guys. And thank you, John. Have a great day. I, I, I'm going to early vote. You know, I want to do that this week. <laughs> But I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm having a hard time now after listening to all these guys. LaFawn, you're on. Go right ahead, please. Hi, how you doing, Trey? Um, I was listening to the first caller that you had. He was talking about the details of the traffic stop. Yes, ma'am. Alan West's wife. Yes, ma'am. The officer who was doing all the testing and everything was a black lady. She was a black officer. The, her partner was white. She was the black. She was the one directing everything because she was training him. Okay, 
All right. And when I watched, I was like you. I watched it. Yeah. And I'm thinking this woman passed tests I probably couldn't pass just because I have a problem balancing on my feet. Yeah. She passed everything, and she never. The lady did. Uh, Ellen West's wife didn't even really understand why she was being pulled over. Right. So I remember that. Tested. She kept asking, yeah, so "Why? I mean, why am I doing this?" Right. Yeah. I remember that part too. And she passed everything. Right. So that's what made me concerned. I'm like, this woman passed everything because I've seen people fail. Sure. The variety test. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I got you, Lafon. Thank you. This lady being arrested. Yeah, I, I'm glad you straightened it out, and and I appreciate your phone call today. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I stone cold sober. I'd have a hard time passing myself. Football injuries. Don can tell you football injuries. Man, it's tough. <laughs> He's trying to pass. Trying to stand on one of these ankles. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. But I've had these ankles. I've busted probably, Don, both of these ankles maybe three or four times each. What, in football? Football, and recently in the past two years, I busted both of them again. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to stand. Do I look drunk? (laughs) I kind of do, don't I? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Whoa! And forget about that whole touch-your-nose thing. That's not going to happen. You know? Want me to want me to grab something else? I'll, I can pull that off. Hey, come on now! Hey, 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 <laughs> but, hey! But hey. The, no, no, I meant like you know across right. my arms or right. something like that, or put the hands out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can do all that stuff, but touching the nose, and and with a honker like that, it's not you can't miss it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How do you miss this thing? But anyway, okay. but you can't stand on one foot it's, and do that. It's pretty hard. Yeah. It's pretty difficult. Okay. Yep. So. I don't know. I'm I'm glad that we got all these folks and aired out, and they could say what they needed to say. And I hope the governor decides to come on and do it as well. Mm-hmm. And we've had these guys on several times, and I just want everybody in the state of Texas to know what they're dealing with, because the way it's been positioned is this is a foregone conclusion, right? right. And that the choice has already been made, mm-hmm. and it's a simple choice, and there is no other choice other than Greg Abbott. Well, you just heard for the this week that that choice is not that easy for those who are going to vote in the Republican primary. Now, we'll say this. There's going to be plenty of Democrats going to vote in the Republican primary because <laughs> they don't want certain individuals going up against Bobby O'Rourke. Right. So yeah. they'd rather have, just say, and this is nothing about Chad, but he doesn't have the name recognition. So they'd rather have somebody like Chad go up against Bobby O'Rourke mm-hmm. than Greg Abbott or Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, sure, as an example. So anyway, there we go. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. More of your calls coming up. It's Warren Rima, and uh, I want to tell you about Bridgehead IT, the number one IT service company in the state of Texas. Been doing this for thirty years. West Bunch has uh, accumulated a great team over there. Put together a great group of folks who are very attentive when you have a business that relies on IT. And what business doesn't rely on IT? What business doesn't have to have great IT services? Every single one of us, no matter what we do, and really here with the pandemic being what it was, a lot of us went home to work, and a lot have not returned back to the office. A lot of people said, you know what, I'm just going to work at home. And that's what's happening right now, and Bridgehead IT is here to help you with all of your IT services. Whether you have an IT department or not, these folks can still help you get out of a jam. If a computer crashes or something like that happens, you just call them, and they fix it right then and there, most times by the phone. Or to design a program. I've been telling you about Primo Processing, right, and how those guys have an IT program to follow your meat all the way through their processing process. 
Well, that kind of deal is what they can do for your company to set you up with a great IT you know, service inside of your business so that your client customer experience is that much better. Bridgehead IT, 210-47. Plus Tempur-Pedic Savings. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. By the way, all the um, all the interviews with these gubernatorial candidates, Trayware page, KTSA.com, and you'll find them there, archived at 7.35 a.m. That's We do it at that time, so it's locked down in a time you know to search for. 7.35 on the podcast, Trayware page, KTSA.com. Hey, Craig, you're on. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, Trey, it's an honor. Uh, two things real quick. I'm uh, supporting Sean. Hopefully he gets back soon. And then you need to put Justin on SoundCloud so we can listen to it <laughs> because I think he's incredibly talented, man. I mean, I enjoy your, your breaks when you go to Justin. It's awesome. Well, thank you very um, much. Hey, man. Uh, I just wanted to say I went to the Trump rally on the 29th up in Conroe, and they introduced Greg at, like, you know, Ken Paxton, and all, everyone else got roaring applause. But when they introduced Greg Abbott, it was 50 50. See, that's the I, thing, right? Yep. I was floored. I, I'll be honest with you, I was floored. And uh, I just, I, I met Don Huffines walking into this rally. And he was a really nice guy. He really is. He's short, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> but um, I just, I just thought that uh, you know, I, it really opened my eyes, Trey. And then this morning, listening to you, it was incredible. I just like, yeah, you're, you're a thousand percent right. I just wanted to hammer it home to everybody that don't sit home, vote for who you want to vote for because it's not a given. Thank you, Craig, for all your kindness and your, and your great words. And I'll I'll share some more, Justin. Okay, thank you, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Mary, you're on KTSA. Good morning to you. Good morning, Trey. I've always been a big advocate of Alan West. He has the experience for what it's going to take to get us ahead of this mess on the border. Um, but, you know, Abbott's just trying to upgrade his resume for future positions. And, I mean, I, that is my main priority is the border. I'm a Texan, and this scares the hell out of me for my future, for my future of my son. But I could care less about what's going on in the Ukraine. That's what the Yahoo in the White House is trying to make us concentrate more on. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a crisis right now here at home. And I think Alan West is going to get that done. You said it better than I could have, Mary. You're 100% correct. And thank you very much for your call. 210-599-5555. What she's talking about with Ukraine is total wag the dog. It's exactly what Joe Biden is doing. He wants you to focus on anything other than the border. Anything other than the incredible wholesale prices that we saw yesterday. Inflation and wholesale prices up nearly 10% yesterday. Now, that's wholesale. That means when it gets to the back door of the store, they're going to put a tag on it after jacking it up 50% above that and stocking it on a shelf. Now, the economy in this country, I know a lot of people say, boy, I'm having my best month ever. Boy, we're kicking butt and taking names. I can't believe how much money I'm, I'm making money hand over fist. It can't last at this rate. Energy prices alone are going to be the downfall. And that was designed and planned and done by Joe Biden. He doesn't want you focusing on that kind of stuff. And he certainly doesn't want you focused on a border where people die every day. So they're not going to talk about it. People are dying every day. 
either trying to get in this country or once they get in this country, some of them are criminals and they attack other people and kill other people to rape them or the drugs that they're bringing across. And that was done by Joe Biden. The border was being controlled. Was it totally controlled? No, Trump had a ways to go. They've spent decades destroying the border of the United States. And in four years, he had it much better controlled than it has been for decades. And one of the first things this guy did, or this administration, you know, he's numb nuts. He doesn't know what's going on. One of the first things he did was say, come, we have the tape. Chris plays it every once in a while. Where Joe Biden said, nobody's going to be deported. Come here and get free medical care. Get free money. Get free housing. And they're coming. In droves. Super Bowl Sunday alone. During the Super Bowl, one sector, Del Rio, 3,400, 3,400 come across the river into the United States, into Del Rio. And they're not sent back, folks. It's not like we have somebody down there going, Alto, go back. No, it doesn't happen. They are taken and they are distributed across this country, primarily here in Texas. Many of them bringing drugs. We don't know if they're bringing COVID. And they're welcomed here by this administration. It's called resettling the United States. And who pays for it? You do. I do. We're paying for it. It's going to bring about the collapse of this country from the inside out. It's our school system. It's our legal system. It's our welfare system. Everything in this country is under stress and duress because of what's happening at the border, not to mention all the crime. Yep. <laughs> Alan West and his military experience might just be exactly what we need. So if he doesn't win the governorship, whoever does, maybe you ought to think about putting him in charge down there and letting him go kick butt and take names because that's what we need. I'm going to tell you about my friends over at Safe Showers. It's time to upgrade that shower, and you're looking around and maybe wanting a safer experience in the shower, or you just want it to look better, right? Okay, well, Safe Showers is the answer for you. Chris and Joan, wonderful people over at Safe Showers, and they're going to show you how easy it is to install a beautiful, safe designer shower. Now, Safe Showers, they completely remove your old tub or shower right down to the studs. They install a gorgeous new shower in one or two days. And that new shower has a low step-up entry, slip-resistant floors, and grab bars if you want them. Several customization options are also available if you want them. And right now, I mentioned Treyware, and you'll get 50% off, half off the installation. You also get zero down, zero interest, and zero payments for 12 months, so you get your safe shower now, and you don't have to pay anything for a year. Use their money for a year. And if you call right now and mention Trey at KTSA, they're going to toss in a free LED-lighted grab bar with your purchase, too, so you never miss it. If you've got to reach out and grab it, you'll see it. Call Safe Showers today. Get a free in-home estimate. Safe Showers. 210. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hey, Paul, we're coming to your call. In just a couple seconds, i got two lines open right now. 210-599-5555. It's Ware and Rima and Sean still on the men. 210-599-5555. Talking about early voting, talking about the gubernatorial candidates. But before I come to you, Paul, and everybody else who's got a line, you need to go to ACS today. You don't have enough yappers around the house. Go on. Come on, stud. Come on, stud. <laughs> oh, not another one. Come on, stud. Man, we have three. Actually, we have three dogs. Little Chihuahua. Right. We started with with one. 
And then Georgia decided the one needed a friend. Uh-huh. So we got the friend. Well, that's true. They did. Right? And then my mother-in-law moved in with us. Okay. And she brought her fat old dog with her. Uh-huh. Who's also, it's also a chihuahua. No problem. It's about, it's the size of a turkey loaf. Right. Legs are about two inches long because uh-huh. it's so fat. <laughs> well, the first dog gets bit by a rattlesnake. You remember that? I remember that. that. And she unfortunately passes away. Right. And then so we just have the two. Uh-huh. For well, now. Well, yeah. And then, Time to you know, fix that, Stud. My daughter moves in with us, uh-huh. decides she wants one. Good for her. My friend Amanda messages me one day. She and moves says, in with you. And said, no, she, no, she didn't. Although I wish she would help take care of these damn dogs. <laughs> but she messages me and, and says, y'all need a dog. And uh-huh. I'm like, No. And she sends this picture of this of this adorable little dog. And now you got you know? it. And my daughter sees the dog and says, "Well, we should go get we should go get the dog That's because right. you know the friend we had for for the other dog died. Sure. The other, you know, my mother in law's dog always stays with her. You bet. So we should get it. Oh my god. There you go. So we go get this other dog. Who is just as yappy and loud? Well, as, there you go. As the first one, the fat dog no, doesn't bark very much because no it takes too big much effort. Silence, dogs no. for for the Morgan household. You need another little yappy uh, Chihuahua. That's what you. Yeah. And they got him over at ACS all oh, day. Man, I've had enough. Uh, Lisa, he's coming over three, this morning. Three is enough. So in, I, in fact, don't even worry about him coming over. Just, <laughs> just, just send it send to it, his address. Yeah, send it to the send it to the house. <laughs> I probably wouldn't even notice at this point. <laughs> Not at this point. No. So my mother. Would you notice if I move in? Probably. Okay. Yeah, although you yap quite a bit, too. Thank you. Well, my mother-in-law, uh, she doesn't live with us any longer because she's older and, and needs uh-huh. constant medical attention. So when she left, guess what? I inherited another dog. That's how it works. Yeah. You know that. Now I've got three. I've got two loud ones and a fat one that doesn't move. <laughs> well, it sounds like you needed a fat, another fat one. You need a fat, li- you need a fat loud one. Exactly. All right. Paul, you're on. Go right ahead, sir. Your thoughts. Well, hey, y'all. Um, I, I kind of want to just reiterate what everyone else is saying, that some people are kind of undecided with early voting. And for the, for the governor, I'm undecided. Uh, I like Don and Alan both. I think they care a lot about San Antonio's history. I just don't think Mr. George P. Bush should be running for anything anymore. Oh, in my man, opinion. I'm with you on that. So I'll be voting for Paxton. I ain't voting for Louie. I wish he'd have stayed in the House. But and, and, and let, let me ask you about that. Let me drill down a second on that, uh, Paul, if you don't mind. I, I'm with you on Bush. If, an, if another Bush never makes it into office, uh, that'll be way too soon for me. But well, uh, I remember he called you a racist one time. Oh, yeah. No, well, you know. <laughs> Takes one to know one. But uh, what? <laughs> Well, what, what about what about Louie? Uh, why, why is he a definite no for you right off the bat? Because it's bad timing. That's really it. I don't have anything against Louie at all. I think he's a wonderful representative, but just like Greg Brockhouse, he should have stayed where he was instead of running for something else. I mean, that's just my two cents. All right. Very he's good, a man. wonderful elected official. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, no, I do know what you mean. I, I get it totally and completely because we need all the help we can get in Washington, D.C. You don't need anybody abandoning that for sure. Hey, Paul, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, if another Bush doesn't make it into politics, that'll be way too soon. Those guys are nothing but rhinos. They're they're one worlders, big big government guys. Uh, they grow the size of government and bust budgets wherever they go. So no, George P. Bush is a no, <laughs> an absolute no. As far as I'm concerned, you do what you want. That's just my opinion. All right, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. No child should go hungry. No mama or daddy or grandparent should have to choose between keeping the lights on, medical care, and food. It just shouldn't be the situation. 
but it is far too many times right here in San Antonio. Moms and dads have to make that choice. Do I feed the baby or do I keep the AC on or lights on? Well, the San Antonio Food Bank has been serving 90,000 people a week, 74 million meals a year. Now, I would not put my name on any organization that I had not done due diligence and support myself. And the San Antonio Food Bank gets my money, my private money. And that started years ago with uh, Nancy and I looking at what organizations we were going to support and how we were going to do it. And she went on Charity Navigator and several of the others because there's no way I want to give an organization of money that they're going to buy a CEO, a Cadillac, and an airplane flying all over the world. If I give an organization my money that I work hard for every day, then I want that money to go to what they say it's going to go to, right? So we started to investigate the San Antonio Food Bank. And do you know that 98 cents of every dollar feeds people? How they run that mammoth organization over there and how they serve 90,000 people a week on a 2% administrative basis, I don't know. And I don't want to know. What I do know is that when you give a dollar, that dollar buys seven meals. That dollar buys seven meals. So every year we do the Trayware drive ride to end hunger. <clears throat> and the reason the ride part is coming in, we're not... I don't know that we're going to get it done this year, but I want to start incorporating a motorcycle ride in this deal. So, But this is important to me. It's important to the people that they feed at the San Antonio Food Bank. We've got great sponsors, and I, I want to say thank you to each of them that are helping us out right now, getting the word out on this. <clears throat> you can see everything you need to know about this. If you just go to ktsa.com, there's a button to smash. Smash that button at ktsa.com and give a little bit if you could, please. We want to make sure San Antonio Food Bank has all the resources they need to feed people because nobody, nobody should have to worry about where their next meal is coming from. That's KTSA.com. Smash the button there and give whatever you can. And I promise you they're going to maximize every penny of it to feed folks that really, really need it. Tell you about our friends over at Pecos Fence Company. You got a fence that may be looking kind of shoddy. Maybe it's, you know, <laughs> seen better days. It's been there longer than it should have been. And you need that fence replaced. You need it repaired. Maybe it's just a few rotted boards or whatever. Pecos Fence Company will repair that fence or replace that fence the best price you've ever seen with the highest quality materials and guys that this is all they do is work on fences and replace fences. Repair fences. That's what these guys do at Pecos Fence Company. And they do the best job of anybody I've ever seen doing this. I've had them do work at my house. And uh, when you turn the, the job over to them, they're just going to do it right from the get-go. And by the way, if you want to do it yourself, if you're handy that way, and you want to spend a weekend maybe replacing your own fence or repairing it, Pecos will sell you everything you need to get that job done. And they always offer you free estimates. That's never going to cost you anything at Pecos Fence Company. Call them today. That's Pecos, 210 655 